We will go ahead and get started with this afternoon's press conference. Joined now by Will Power, driver of the number 12 Verizon Team Penske Chevrolet for the team, who was fastest in this afternoon's session, actually second fastest overall throughout the day with a time of 57.4053 seconds. In fact, both drivers who were fastest throughout the day were underneath the previous track record set by Justin Wilson. Again, not a track record until we get qualifying, but Will, it yeah. seems like the drivers were able to find a lot of speed in the track today. What did you notice from, from the test that you gathered yesterday that you were able to apply today? Uh, yeah, it was just a lot of rubber gone down, uh, very, very high grip surface, probably the most, the high, most grip we've had all year at a track, so it's really hooked up around here. I think uh, it's actually a lot of fun, very technical track and just really enjoying driving around here. You had made a couple of starts here at Portland previously. Does it feel like a completely new track with the 2018 Aero Kit? Yeah, it's, it's you know, the old track before it was resurfaced, it, it had patches in the middle of the corners and uh, was definitely nowhere near the grip of this. And this car, I think, has more grip anyway, so it's um, definitely a, a fast in this these cars and, and fun. What's your mindset heading into this weekend, knowing that you know, you're making gains and an old, there's a lot of buzz going on about the fact that you seem to be surging at just the right time? Do you feel like you still have a, a very reasonable chance to, to win a championship? And, and yeah. what goals do you have for this week in particular? We simply have to finish ahead of Dixon and Rossi. There's just no other two ways about it. I mean, that's what we have to do. We're aware of that. If we don't, we really don't have a chance at Sonoma. So, so um, that's what we have to do. And that's what we're setting out to do. Absolutely. We will open up for questions, and we do have a wireless microphone to the side of the room here. We'll start with Bruce. Will, you said that you absolutely have to finish ahead of those two drivers. So how do you play that out throughout the race? Do you just kind of go about the race trying to win it, or are you going to be fed information about where they are and when they're going to pit and such things as that? Yeah, we'll, we'll see after qualifying, you know, if we're ahead of them, it makes the job a little easier. Um, you know, ideally we need to be on pole. Uh, um, you know, and if we're around them, obviously we've got to race them very aggressively. Um, need to get by them at the start or at some point. So, um, yeah, it's just a take it as it comes. Obviously no one knows what's going to happen or how it's going to play out here, but uh, we've got to be on our toes and make the right decisions. Wolfgang and then David. Uh, well, at some Road course is not everywhere, but some uh, traffic and overtaking is not easy. What's overtaking situation here, possibility and mm. traffic situation? It's really hard to say right now. Um, I don't know. I really couldn't tell. It feels like it's going to be difficult to pass because there's, you know, very fast flowing corners, but you just don't know. So, you know, seven might be a place that uh, you can make some moves. So we'll, we'll see what happens. David? Um, were you expecting a greater gain from the red tires? Do you think we actually saw representative lap times uh, from reds this afternoon? Yeah. Or, or did going through a heat cycle before Simon put it off, did that kind mm. of like hurt? No, it didn't really hurt my reds because I, I just trickled out, trickled around. Uh, yeah, that's pretty representative. Um, the gap seems like it's six tenths, half second, a bit more than that. Between uh, reds and blacks. 
Jeff? You said the surface was the highest grip maybe anywhere all year. Is that just because it hasn't aged and it acts like a new surface? Why Why is it so high grip? Because <laughs> it actually takes rubber. That's that's the reason. Like a lot of these tracks don't take the rubber, um, and that's what you know. That's what's gripping this track up so much is it's actually taking rubber. So it's just rubber on rubber, which is creating good grip. I don't know why some don't, some do. Um, you know, it's kind of like Watkins Glen when it was resurfaced had a lot of grip, but it doesn't really take rubber either. Bruce. Will, if you're able to come back and win this from 60 down with two go, would that help make up for some of the championship disappointments you've had <laughs> earlier in your career? Yeah, most definitely. It, uh, it really would. It would be fantastic, obviously, to come from that far back. And, you know, once again, at the halfway point or around Toronto, if you're not in that, you know, within that gap you get that situation that I have right now you know having five DNFs just just put yourself in such a hole but um, you know we're still every time we finish we finish strong you know, we just haven't finished enough so um, you know that's the situation and I'm uh, very de very determined and just doing the work to try to put ourselves in a situation where we can potentially win it Jerry well, do you believe in fate? And what I'm getting by that is, you know, Dixon and Rossi have had such good runs here of yeah. late. If you were in their position, would you start worrying that is my luck going to run out in the worst time possible? Well, I just know I've been around racing for so long now, and it's just so rare to have a season without a bad race. It's just so rare. But, you know eventually if you have enough seasons maybe that falls into place and maybe that's what's happening with Dixon but uh, yeah you're right I mean it's just it's uh, yeah I mean you have years like that where it all falls into place but you will all it seems as though you'll always have a bad race maybe that won't happen this year or maybe it will we need that <laughs> I don't wish any anything bad but if he could just, uh, you know, have a bad pit stop or something. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Any other questions for Will? Yes, Jeff. What are your impressions of the way Rossi has raced this year? Yeah, he's uh, definitely definitely uh, gone after it and been aggressive uh, and, uh, you know, kind of raced to win a championship. So that's, it's, uh, yeah, it's what you got to do. Chris? The last time that you raced here with uh, Champ Car, they had a standing start here on the front stretch. Would you want to see that return here, especially at a track like this? Um, yeah, I mean, I like standing starts. I think they're pretty cool. But IndyCar's always been rolling stuff well for the most part. Um, yeah, it's a... I don't know. Either way, I don't care. As long as I'm starting at the front, that's the main thing. Jim. With turn one being the way it is here, do you anticipate kind of like what we see at the IndyCar Grand Prix about kind of the way that the way that race starts and how dangerous it, it could possibly be? Yeah, I I am very sure it's going to be a tough start. Like I just can't see how everyone's going to make it through. <laughs> uh, but it may, they may. Uh, yeah, it's just that type of corner, right? And we'll take our last question for Will from Patrick. 
Uh, same kind of question. Turn one relative to people exiting from the pits. That seemed like it did not work out well at all. Yeah, that's going to be some inter- interesting uh, scenarios, you could say, in there when people come out of the pits on cold tires versus someone on track. There's always got to be a bit of give and take. And I guess the beauty of it is is there is a bunch of runoff there if uh, you don't quite make it. Thanks, Will. Appreciate Thank your time. You. Welcoming in Sebastian Bourdais driving the number 18 Gorilla Automotive Products Honda for Dale Coin Racing with Vassar Sullivan. Was fastest overall today with a time of 57.3975 seconds, again, under the current track record. Um, but Sebastian also had some speed in yesterday's test session, but a considerable amount found overnight. What are some things that you and the team talked about that led to this today? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's interesting because we didn't touch the car, so uh, no, I guess it just tells you how much the conditions affect lap time. Uh, this morning, obviously, there was a little bit of push to pass, which is about two and a half tenths. Um, but yeah, I mean, cooler conditions and the wind kind of being a headwind all the way in the, in the, uh, the tight and, and uh, cornery uh, section like four, five, six, seven really kind of helped to load the car on downforce and uh, and set the, send the, set the thing up a little bit so uh, yeah it was uh, was pretty happy with the, the car this morning and uh, yeah just carried the flag for Honda so it's always uh, it's always nice um, but then yeah this, this afternoon a, a very disjointed session with a lot of red flags and we didn't really uh, make any uh, um, headways so uh, um, quite quite different obviously the track tent picked up something like 30 or 40 degrees and um, yeah, it was uh, was a bit bit more dodgy and uh, didn't quite get a, a lap on the red tires either so um, a bit of a a bit of the opposite of the morning which uh, seemed to be uh, flowing pretty good and uh, the afternoon not so much you had a pretty strong start to the season and then it's been quite up and down since then what are your goals heading into these final two events of, of 2018 well, I mean, um, yeah, I was hoping obviously to carry the momentum from Meadow and, and Pocono into uh, into St. Louis, and we had tested there, and we, we were really happy with the car. So, uh, you know, we, we had fast, we had a fast, uh, a fast bullet there. So, uh, was really excited about it, and unfortunately, it uh, ended way too early. Um, so, yeah, was kind of the target was to try and, and get well inside the top ten for. Uh, at the end of the championship, but I, I don't know that we're going to do that anymore, but uh, we'll just keep taking the races one at a time, and uh, um, obviously uh, we a lot of what's going to happen on Sunday, I think, is going to be decided on how well we can qualify in, uh, in tomorrow's uh, session, so uh, hopefully we can get that car up front and, uh, and get a good starting spot, because I think if you start mid-pack, anything can happen here, so we'll have, uh, we'll have to try and protect ourselves and, uh, and set ourselves for, uh, for a good race. Question, starting with Bruce. You said yesterday this track almost feels like a different race course from when you were here in 07. Is it starting to come back to you? And I have a follow-up to that. Uh, no, it is. it feels very different because the pavement's different. The, the line which was dictated by the concrete patches are no, not there anymore, so it's, uh, it's quite different in terms of feel. Uh, and nine and turn seven's been reconfigured. Uh, the rest of the track is mostly the same, but all the curving has been changed, and and that changes things. Uh, we used to be able to take heaps of curves in uh, in turn uh, in the fast chicane, especially in the left corner, and uh, and that's not there anymore because now we have about a foot wide curve that's uh, 
that's followed by dirt. So if you if you get a bit greedy, then then you get your tires all dirty, and uh, it it doesn't really work. So it feels like the track, you know, is a bit less forgiving than it used to be. I think uh, it's a uh, it's a lot of mistakes that are made, being made out there, and it also shows how much people are uh, trying and and how much the cars are affected by wind. I think in general. And will this race track with its flowing nature reward patience or aggressiveness? I mean, you always need to be uh, as aggressive as you can be uh, without getting yourself in trouble. I guess that's the only answer I can give you on that. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, controlled aggression at the start is always key because, uh, you know, we've, we've, I think this place has been compared to Cleveland many times and uh, there's a reason for it. Jared and then David. Given all the cars that had their issues in turn 11, how do you feel about that corner? Do you feel like it's kind of sketchy or do you have a pretty well down path? No, I mean, it's it's a tricky corner, like I say. I mean, it's it's very high commitment, very high uh, cornering speeds and, and not much room for error so you get a gust of wind or something it's very easy to find yourself out of line and as soon as you step out of line that's it's game over so uh, you know you, you're not necessarily gonna hit but uh, it, you're on for the ride so uh, I think it could be a, it could be an interesting race in the meantime I don't think you know every, everybody's gonna count down for the race you know if you make a mistake like that on Sunday it's over so uh, you know I think everybody's trying to gauge how much you can uh, you can try, and, and we're all setting ourselves up for the qualifying. So it's all it's everything you got. David, in the back. Oh, sorry, who has the microphone? Oh, Jer Jerry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Sebastian, you know you've got Dixon and Will are 38 and 37 respectively, whereas uh, Joseph Newgarden and Alexander Rossi are here 26, 27. Who do you, how do you handicap this? I mean, is it the old guys with the experience that have the better advantage to win this championship? Or is it the young guys who are going to throw a caution to the wind? I think it's for, you know, it's for anybody's grab. Um, you know, I think it's uh, it's wide open, at least between uh, between Alex and, and uh, Scott. Um, obviously, Scott's been, you know, a model of consistency, as he always is. and. He's won a bunch of races, nevertheless. Uh, Alex has just been kind of so flamboyant and just uh, hitting it hard out of the gate. That uh, um, you know, I, I I think it can, if it comes down to a dogfight at the end, he might uh, he might have the edge. But uh, we'll see. I think uh, it's it's two uh, it's two great drivers right now. Wheels not out of the question, and uh, and Joseph is a little bit further back. But uh, with the double points at the end in Sonoma, anything can happen. David. It's, uh, this uh, last time we were here, uh, this was very much a uh, race dictated by fuel strategy. I mean, I used to hear you guys lifting off, like even as you were going past the media center. Uh, if there are no yellows, and we've seen a lot of races without yellows this year, is it going to be uh, a race that is dictated by fuel strategy? Um, I don't think so. I mean, uh, remember. Um, in 07, I think the reason why I saved fuel was to try and go longer on the first stint because we were buried in traffic. Uh, and the outlap is always a bit costly here, so if you can if you can do an extra lap, or at least in champ cars, it was a bit different because we had we had really big uh, fuel cells. So the outlap and, and on cold tires was extremely difficult. You were carrying 32 gallons of fuel. Now we're only at 18, so that's not as big a deal as it used to be. Uh, 
So I, I don't think the, the fuel situation was really a fuel situation as much as a re trying to replace yourself and, and kind of open the window and, and offset yourself. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it had worked for us on that day and obviously we had a lot of pace and uh, um, we'll, we'll see how this one goes. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's very difficult to predict exactly what's going to happen. I just don't see it being like a fuel fuel race right now. It's like the windows are really big. I don't think you can do it on you know less pit stops than you think. So it's it's just yeah. Well, it's always like go on the the far end of the window and then you're gonna take the chance to be uh, to be hung out for about 15 laps every stint, or you you, you play the more cautious part and, and see how it goes. Wolfgang and then Chris. Uh, Sebastian, you just said the track is less forgiving. Um, it sounds for me it's different from the Shemka times when you race your five times with two wins. Nevertheless, is there anything you can take over from the Shemka times to this current IndyCar? Uh, yeah, not so much. I mean, it's obviously a distant memory. It's a different car. The track's been repaved and everything feels different. So I'm not sure you can really uh, use so much of it. But, uh, you know, the layout is mostly the same, uh, all but one corner. So. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can keep the same track record. It's kind of all I can hope for. Um. Chris, Chris, right over here. Mary. Hi. Um, you know, this weekend it looks like we're now a three-car team and two rookies on the team. And in the top 10 in practice. Uh, are you surprised by that? Is that affecting your program at all? Um, no, I mean, it's obviously a, another set of, uh, of data to look at. Santino has really gone onto his own island as far as setup's concerned. And obviously on the red tires, he seemed to be extremely happy with the car. So we'll have, we'll have to look at it. But it's, uh, it's always tough when, when you have you know, a guy obviously feels and needs something quite different. So we'll have uh, we'll have to kind of uh, take a look and see how things shook out and who's got what. I think uh, I think our race car should be pretty decent, as it always is. Um, I've always kind of struggled when the the, the Firestone option uh, tires are a bit on the soft side, and I think this afternoon with the the high track temp, uh, definitely it feels a bit that way. Um, so. We'll just have to regroup and analyze and see uh, see where we're at. But obviously, it's two uh, two talented guys, and uh, you know, and, and we've had a full day of testing pretty much on on Thursday, so they've had plenty of data to look at. Any Always kind of feel a bit like the the demonstrator <laughs> for most of the time until they kind of come out and kick your butt. <laughs> Any final questions for Sebastian? Sebastian, thank you very much. Appreciate thank it. you.